If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, on a Widow Wednesday alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning, Greg. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, Gary Witta. It does me well to see you. It's been too long. How are you, sir? I'm good. How was your uh, How was your holiday? It was great. Uh, you know, obviously the holiday was great. I've been on paternity leave for three months, and this is the first time we've actually got to see each other since then. We've tried to hang out. We've tried to. It's just it's tough with the kid or whatever. We were supposed to hang out over the holiday, but it didn't happen. And so this is my first chance to ask you, what the fuck, like. You well, knew. you were the one who left me hanging, Greg, so no, I don't know no, why you put no, it on no, my not doorstep. Out, not about hanging out at all. Oh. No, no, no. You already had a kid. You knew yeah. that this was Jen Nye's time to shine to have the kid. You saw the social media that she was pregnant. You saw we were going to have. You saw it was going to be a big deal for the kind of funny community for us to welcome Benjamin to the world. And then you gave me about two days to bask in it before your secret baby popped, and you had a baby as well. Yeah, that's, that, that's exactly what happened, Greg, is that we saw the announcement that you and Jen were having a baby, and I immediately went to Leah and said, I can't allow Greg to have the limelight all to himself. Let's, let's, go have a, let's go immediately go have a baby. Uh, and we that's friends. what we did, and that's why ours was born like a week after yours. There was, well, it's, a spite, I mean, it's a spite baby, Greg. I noticed. you. Uh, this would be like if you, <laughs> you launched the Book of Eli 2, and I was like, you know what? I'm launching the Book of Eleanor 2 like three days later, and then we'd have a problem down a similar variety here. Yeah, I, I, just, I just couldn't allow you to have something that was entirely yours, Greg. I understand. Well, congratulations all the same. How's, your, uh, how's this new baby been treating you? Yeah, she's doing great. You know, it's just it's making it's making the whole um, pandemic thing a little bit trickier, you know, because, sure. you know, she can't be um, – vaccinated yet we have to be uh super concerned about about omicron and everything else so we're still very much locked down here uh our, old, our, old, our older kid hasn't gone back to school yet because I, we have a strong feeling that the schools are going to be a nightmare in a couple of weeks once all the holiday cases start showing up and um yeah it's grim i just hope this this one burns itself out quickly because i'm you know it's not not particularly original sentiment greg but i am fucking over it christmas was miserable you know we didn't get sure. to see anyone didn't get to go anywhere still can't go anywhere do anything it's you know it, and it, it feels like in some ways it feels like yesterday and in some in other ways it feels like a million years ago that you and i were at the kind of funny desk remember that being at the kind of funny yeah. desk talking about is there going to be an e3 2020 was it 2020 is there going to be an e3 2020 yeah and um and here we are in 2022, and is there going to be an E3 2022? On and on it rolls. It's that, and that's the thing about it, right? Especially with this new variant or whatever, and not even that new anymore. You bring up, you know, not sending your oldest daughter back to school yet. I was reading New York Times piece today about that, of like how hit or miss it is with what schools are doing, how how it's wearing down parents. Obviously, if this is going to be year two, like you get that, you know, even for us, like I think there's a smaller thing of like you know, okay, and I mean us being non pe people not worrying about putting a child in the school there, there has been the glimmer of hopes that the vaccine came so we started being able to see each other again you start going to movie theaters again you're like oh this is so nice you know i hadn't even thought about the fact of if this goes back if, if it keeps sliding backwards what it's like to a parent to then have to bring the kid back home what it's like to the child right uh, i forget how uh, old your daughter your oldest daughter is right now but i mean I know she's, she's nine yeah and, she, and she's vaccinated so you know she's okay uh, but again, with an infant, you just you we, we just don't know. So we have yeah. if, if if someone were to bring COVID into this household, we would have to go into like full nuclear lockdown is, to kind of shield there, the baby, and that would be a nightmare. Isn't there a pretty a pretty good amount of um, antibody transmission through uh, like the breast milk? There is, and there's been some good evidence regarding yeah. that, but it's not. We don't consider that enough of a reason to get sloppy about Got you know. It. I mean, that's smart about the smart. the shielding stuff. So we're still very. Uh, very um very cautious be. around you here gotta yeah? be. we're the same way we're the same way right of like you know we, uh, we pull a lot of the game awards we were going to go to that we were going to bring benjamin we didn't want to do that uh and then yeah no, you did the right of, thing 
you know, Jen's family was going to come out and see him for the first time other than her mom in January. We canceled that trip. I think actually Canada might have canceled that trip. Um, Jen knows more about what the Canadian government's doing about their travel thing. But yeah, you know, my dad came out and I had to have him get tested before he came. You know, it's, it's a whole ball. Everyone of I right spoke now. to yes, because yesterday was the first day kind of back and reconnecting yep. with everyone, you know, in the new year. And I think everyone I think I spoke to like four or five different people and everyone but one had some kind of covid horror story not necessarily i got covid although certainly we i'm sure we both know people who got it over the holidays I know so many people who got it, but people who were like oh i turned out i was i traveled with someone or they came to my house and then they tested positive and then yep. we had to go into lockdown and miserable times for i had a friend that was stuck at jfk because they were on a jet blue flight and a third of jet blue flights were canceled because the flight crews had covid it's just i don't know on and on I it goes you. i know i know but luckily we have video games to get us through it gary yes are you ready to talk about some? Absolutely. Is it? Is it? So I'm coming, as, as I mentioned before the show, I'm coming in hot here. I've been up for less than an hour. I haven't had my coffee yet. No <laughs> idea what's going on. Is is the first week back after New Year much of a week for game news? Like, what it is it going? going? Yesterday on? we, had, a, we right. had the catch up on stuff. Today we have news like, is this week's Xbox Game Pass update the best ever oh uh, i did see it did see a little bit about that yeah we talk about some halo infinite uh changes in terms of staffing and then also a mid credit scene that's been revealed and then how it's been helping splitgate we'll talk about all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show over at patreon.com slash kind of funny games at patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show you can get your questions read you can get your name read you can support us you can get the post show we do you can get the show ad free all on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can even get that brand new uh return to madness shirt for platinum subscribers over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games a very great shirt this up is our physical reward for platinum subscribers this month however if you have no bucks toss our way, it's no big deal. There are multiple ways to support the show for free. The easiest might be uh, if you use the Epic Game Store, use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, all one word. It works on Epic Games. It works on the Epic Game thing. If you're just playing Fortnite on your Switch, you can put in the Creator Code, kind of funny. It kickbacks to us, and same with Rocket League, yada, yada, yada. That's an easy way to support us. However, if you just want to support the show, youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday again you have to listen to the ads you won't get the post show but you still get a hell of a good time speaking of a good time and our support from patrons and stuff like that kevin i want to talk to you live on the air about something are you listening are you there can you hear me yeah it's just like this like jet sound outside that's freaking me out go ahead that's okay uh a young man named steven morris had written in on one of the kind of funny games daily uh, forms a while back and i was having a conversation with him and he mm -hmm. thought it would be nice if we included the links to news stories in the show notes and so if you've oh. noticed for this i've gone and done that for most of the show i'm scrolling real quick most of the Let's stories see. i, I look like i missed the halo infinite one there yeah uh, but can, <laughs> we do, can we try that today can you do that for me yeah sure Thank you, Kevin. Steven, mm -hmm. let me know how it works for you. Uh, housekeeping for you, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, Kind of Funny is seven years old this week. No, we are not doing the big Kind of Funny Day stream. We are instead waiting until we get to the big studio, the brand new studio. We're going to get in there. We're going to do a giant stream. We're going to announce new shows. We're going to announce new things, show you the cool new toys we got. But that don't get crazy. We're not getting crazy crazy except that we are you can celebrate seven on seven this week uh january 7th that's friday we will be streaming after kind of funny games daily some mario party maybe some everybody's golf if andy isn't a coward and just hanging out and getting pizzas together again that's twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh friday january 7th to celebrate seven years of kind of funny the big push we'll be doing, of course, is trying to push our TikTok to 10,000 followers, subscribers, whatever they call them on TikTok. You can go right now, Kind of Funny Games, start following there. Raj has a team of editors assembled. They are going to be putting up uh, daily clips by the end of the month, Monday through Friday. Uh, they are gearing up for it right now. So a whole bunch of stuff happening there. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Pranksky. Uh, today we're brought to you by Upstart, Raycon, and ExpressVPN, but we'll talk about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Kevin, I got five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen! Number one, Gary, I will reiterate the question. 
Is this the best Xbox Game Pass update ever? Today, Microsoft talked about what is coming to Xbox Game Pass today and then in, on the 6th, so just a couple days from here. I will run it through right now, then we will have this conversation. Uh, we will start with what is out today, right? It's coming out today. You got Gorgoa. Remember this game? Cloud, console, PC. It's got an 84 on Metacritic. It's the winner of the debut game at the BAFTA. I'm sorry, winner of debut game at BAFTA Game Awards. Uh, Go. Rogoa, I, I know I know the game well, but I can't pronounce it. Is an elegant evolution of the puzzle genre, told through a beautifully hand-drawn story designed and illustrated by Jason Roberts. Uh, af- after that is Olgia. Uh, this is another one that I played and talked about on PS. I love you, but I've now forgotten. Kind of funny.com/slash wrong. O L I J A. I liked it a lot. Re- played it, but I can't. Oh, there it is. Olay. Thank you very much, Lulu. Uh, this has a 79 on Metacritic. It's coming to cloud, console, and PC. Olay is a game about Faraday's quest, a man shipwrecked, then trapped in the mysterious country of Terraphage. Armed with a legendary harpoon, he and the other castaways try to leave this hostile country to return to their homelands. Played this, beat this, really enjoyed it. I played it on PlayStation back then. I think the 79 might be a bit low. I'd be a little bit in the low 80s, but we're right where we should be. Another great game. Then, The Pedestrian comes to cloud, console, and PC today. This has an 81 on Metacritic. Uh, The Pedestrian is a 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platform set in a dynamic world with stunning graphics and challenging puzzles where you will rearrange and reconnect public signs to explore and advance through each engaging environment this is one i've seen at a bunch of the the xbox conferences uh gary uh like what i've seen i haven't played it personally and yeah i i I just i just saw that for the first time i think yesterday and saw it again this morning i retweeted something about this this morning it does look very cool i'm not sure It, it seems like it's basically a presentational gimmick rather than something that is going to have a big impact on gameplay it's still basically a a fairly traditional 2d uh platform puzzler but a very very original very cool way to present it it looks good i'm going to get it later today for sure uh so that's what's coming out today and i already have a you're wrong from the one the only the nanobiologist who says devolver digital publisher of olia says it's pronounced olia thank you very much uh so that's what's coming today which again uh goragoa we know is good goragoa is fantastic one that i'm i'm stumping for pedestrian looks cool and so you might say all right what a bunch of puzzle games what's great about this week why would this be the best xbox game pass update of all time maybe uh here's what's coming soon uh ember comes to cloud console and pc january 6th fight fires with friends for profit in this unpredictable and frantic multiplayer game team up with friends take on daily challenges and climb to the top of the corporate firefighting ladder more than one way to become a hero like all right cool that game's always looked fun we've seen it before what's next greg mass effect legendary edition comes to console on pc january 6th mass effect legendary edition has an 86 on metacritic but let's be honest it's mass effect one two and three highly lauded meaty games mass effect 2 one of my favorite games of all time Uh, yeah you can't go wrong with that one the description reads the mass effect legendary edition is coming to pc game pass and ultimate with ea play the legendary edition includes single player based content for over 40 and over 40 dlc from the highly acclaimed mass effect mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 games including promo weapons armor and packs remastered and optimized for 4k ultra hd right there are you fucking kidding me? That was a game we were all so stoked for when it yeah, was that's huge. launched again. Let alone yeah. the fact that. Then next, Outer Wilds, Cloud, Console, and PC, January 6th, has an 85 on Metacritic. Also a big one. Also a big one. And an 85, I would have told you that was way higher. You know, is, is, much- it, is it just me? Or does it, when you, when I, I honestly don't pay too much attention to that Metacritic number because whenever I see a Metacritic number, it always feels a little bit on the low side. I feel like sure. Metacritic ends up kind of lowballing a lot of really great games. Yeah, it's like, not that the is better right than 85. Mass Effect is better than 81. Come it's on. It's the spectrum, right? Where you have the, on the one side, you have the people who are going to give it 10 out of 10s, and then you have the other people who, like, I, for me personally, I didn't connect with the Outer Wilds, but I can sit there and if I was reviewing it at IGN still, I would be objective and be like, hey, this is great and this is why it works and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. This is why it didn't work for me in terms of this, but I wouldn't ding it in the review score for that, right? right, I, talk right. About the I think there's some reviews that get so caught up in, oh, no, it is. Outer Wilds, of course, Game of the Year contender for so many people. I know Andy loved it. You can go to No Clip and see a bunch of awesome documentaries they've made about it. But d- description reads, explore for the sake of your curiosity with a handcrafted solar system filled with secrets to discover and perils to avoid while exploring space players are given a variety of tools to aid in space backpacking including their own spaceship and jetpack a surveyor probe for scouting and taking pictures and a signal scope to track down audio signals and view landmarks from afar of course this is one of the time loop games everybody's always talking about this has a great story to yeah, it one of, i think one of, one of the first if not the first big one of the modern era to really kick off that whole time loop trend that we've seen a lot of recently 
of course. And then, if again, you're, you're talking about Mass Effect, you're talking about Outer Wilds, you're talking about uh, Go Rago, you're talking about Olia, right? The next one, Spelunky 2, is coming to console and That's PC. another big one. This is January 13th, but it has a 91 on Metacritic. This challenging roguelike platformer offers you immense freedom to carve your own path through, this ra- through its randomly generated caves and ruins. Exercise your creativity and, through your actions, tell a unique story each time you play. Uncover the secrets alone or with friends. Spelunky 2. Like I, Spelunky, I, Spelunky I mean, the Spelunky games are huge. Yeah, my kid yeah. loves them. Exactly, right? And I think what, if memory serves, Spelunky 2 came out alongside Hades Going Wide or Returnal. There was another roguelike that came out and ate up all the oxygen around this. Because Spelunky 2, obviously, to an extent, a known quantity. Everybody loves Spelunky 1, right? Like, Andrew Goldfarb played on every platform for, like, thousands of hours. Uh, but then Spelunky 2 came out, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. 91 Metacritic, it clearly yeah, is Yeah, I know great. a few people that were, like, obsessed, obsessed with Spelunky. 100%. And then, if that, then this is on there i think icing on the cake in terms of this update but and i'm gonna get i'm gonna butcher this one the anacrus anacrusis thank you it's the one we've seen a million not a million times we've seen a couple times in presentations and stuff like that it comes to console and pc january 13 available on day one with xbox game pass the anacrusis is a four-player cooperative first-person shooter set aboard a massive starship stranded at the edge of explored space Team up with your friends in an infinitely replayable fight against alien hordes to unlock perks, weapons, and new ways to play that you can share with your team. Gary Witta, I, Greg Miller, declare this the best update Xbox Game Pass has ever gotten. However, you are the host of the XCast. You live and breathe Xbox in a way I don't. I talk about Xbox Game Pass more as somebody on Kind of Funny Games Daily shouting out what's coming to it this way, right? You're in the weeds. You're out there with a young man known as Snow Bike Mike. Snow Bicycle Bicycle. That's right. Snow Bike Mike, welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? Good morning, Greg. I'm doing great. Gary, I'm here by your side to tell Greg that maybe this isn't the best month ever. I was going to say, I mean, it's it's, it's a good one, but it's not like there haven't been other really, really good ones in the past. And, or, my one thing would be, obviously, to we're talking about this right now, I would immediately throw out that when they got Bethesda and they brought oh, all of... Okay. Yeah, that Bethesda dump was, was good. Pass, I think clearly that's a pretty great week, but in terms of variety, in terms of Metacritic, in terms mm-hmm. of great games, I think this is a great one. But Mike, Gary, I want you to discuss since your team Xbox over here from the company. I mean, Mike, what, are you, what are you thinking? Bethesda's a good point. I'm also thinking about when they dropped the entire Yakuza series. I mean, there's been some great Game Pass updates. Gary, I totally agree with you. And yeah, so I went back into the archives, Gary, to look up some older Xbox Game Pass announcements. And I want to take you back to March 2021. That month began known as the Sports Month. That Mm -hmm. is when Xbox Game Pass dropped a load of sports titles that we all wanted to play from Madden NFL 21, Football Manager, NBA 2K21, NHL 21. But the month didn't stop there because, Greg, you remember, March 11, 2021 is when they announced that all 20 games from Bethesda will be making their way. Not all 20, but 20 Bethesda titles will make their way on the Game Pass, and that of course, is a massive one. Dishonored, sure, Dishonored sure, 2, sure. Doom, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Oh I mean, Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein's. That might have been yeah, the that's best crazy. month of Game Pass right there. To add on the sports, I think you know a lot of this gets forgotten of the EA Play deal. And I think we'll talk about that with Mass Effect and how important that EA Play deal to mm-hmm. bolster the lineup. I'm going to hit you with another one here, Greg. April here, well, what I want to throw out there, because yeah. you're trying to skew the numbers already, which I appreciate oh, okay. and I love. I love, <laughs> I love you coming in trying to win an argument. Remember, I said best update for Xbox hmm. Game Pass. You're, you're counting a whole month. There'll be more. Xbox Game Pass will get a second update. They get two a month, right? Yeah. They do do two a month. You got to remember that started happening a little bit <laughs> later in the year. They did always do just one a month, and then they went to two. So. Some of these will be skewed, but uh, I will agree with you, Greg. When I look at this month right here, I'm really pleased with it. I think mm. you can look at well, Game on. Pass. What was April? You said you had April one. I didn't mean to stop you. I didn't mean to stop you. Oh, April, we got a very special one, Greg Miller. Not only did we get Grand Theft Auto Five on cloud and console, sure. but mm-hmm. we got your highly beloved MLB The Show. That 21, was a big one. Which is Sony a big, first party title. 
Yes, that was a big, big deal right there for a lot of Xbox fans because we don't really have a true uh, MLB simulator game right there. We've had to put up with RBI Baseball and Super Mega Baseball <laughs> for years. Put up. We had to put up so with it. Ah, this we garbage. were blessed <laughs> to have that come over there. And so that was a really good one. And I have one more for you, Greg, that was very important to Xbox gamers. And that was in September 2020 and December 2020, I believe, if my dates are close there. But that is when we received all of the Destiny 2 package. We got Destiny 2 with all of the expansions, which was a big deal for, of course, Destiny fans all over the place. That was very, very strong. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, you don't even have to need to go that far back to argue that one of the better Game Pass, you know, period. He was talking about like, you know, a month or whatever in game. Like, what's been the best month for Game Pass? Just last month, Halo Infinite and, and Forza Horizon mm. 5 both dropping, what, in the same four-week period. That's pretty amazing as well so yeah game pass continues to go from strength to strength i know it's, it's practically become a meme now we all joke about best deal in gaming best deal in entertainment but it really is and i've said before like if somebody would have come to me and say i'm totally agnostic should i get a playstation or an xbox in past generations i would always say uh kind of flip a coin there's really not that much in it between the two now game pass alone is enough to to push me towards saying to someone get an xbox and get game pass and you're all good yeah, it, it, that's what I was going to get at. It's like, it's so interesting to have this conversation because you can look at it in a multitude of ways, right? Like you brought up, Greg, you can look at the quality here. You can look at the Metacritic score. You can look at the BAFTA awards, right? And you can look at that. And also just like what you get, right? I think they've done a great job at diversifying the different games that they put in here. It speaks to everyone, right? You talked about all the games that speak to you. And then for me, games that speak to me is ember and spelunky too i love those games with friends those are the games i'm always looking for on uh, or uh, with game pass but then also on the flip side i talk about qual or quantity right you talk about the bethesda deal the sports titles and then the third title to all this is xbox first party studio games mm -hmm. that's what we're here for right and xbox gamers got really lucky the past second half of the year here for 2021 of microsoft flight simulator psychonauts 2 right yeah, Gary brought up Forza Horizon and Halo. Like we finally got those Xbox first party titles and they were all very strong titles that we were promised that we want. And so Game Pass is like this really cool thing to look at because it brings so many different aspects to your library each and every month. That the we other love. the other thing that we talk about a lot on the Xcast when we talk about Game Pass, as we do almost every show, because there's always something Game Pass related to talk about, is not, I think, it, just, just remember, it's not always about just the big top line known quantities like Halo, Forza, Mass Effect, MLB, the show. Yes, it's great that we get all of those. That's kind of the bread and butter of Game Pass is those big AAA titles. But the real value for Game Pass for me has been, you know, we call it a discovery engine. The idea that there's so many other titles out there kind of under the radar that you might not have heard about, sure. that you might not try if you were asked to pay up front for them. Just off the, I'm thinking of like Artful Escape. I'm thinking about Donut County. I'm thinking about Rain on Your Parade. These little games that if, you, if, I, if you'd have asked me to pay 10 or 20 bucks for those as an indie title, I might not have taken the plunge because they're free on Game Pass. I'll give them a try. And I've discovered all these wonderful games that I probably would have missed otherwise. And on that level, on that exact note, is why I think it's so great that Gorogo is here. Why so great yes. that Olia mm -hmm. is here. Olia is here, and it's a game I talked about in PS. I love you, but I understand why people. Be, I remember it being short. I remember it being fun, but I it wasn't like a must play. It was just something great to play. But here it is, and like, why not? Why not spend an evening with it? Why not screw around with it? Yeah, that's why I really like what you brought, Greg. Right, like when I read through all these, and me and Gary and the team will talk about them on Friday. Right, those two first titles you brought up don't speak to me at all and i sure. think that's a really cool part that we've always touched on it's like these are getting games that i never want to play right and that i'm interested now in trying and so yeah I, I like this month a lot i'm very pleased to start off the year with a banger and let's look at mass effect legendary edition that's a huge title to add to the portfolio and it's fun to look at ea play like i brought up again because that deal is massive in a multitude of ways right sure. you get the 10 hour free trials with new releases, which is a big deal, right? A lot of my friends got to play Battlefield, even though they didn't want to buy Battlefield. And then when you look at it, we don't really know the true timeline of this, but like you can kind of guesstimate here six to seven months later, you're going to get that new release into Game Pass, right? We're seeing it now with Mass Effect. When might we see it with Battlefield 2042? Not quite sure, but if this is any indication, you have to assume you're probably going to get it by spring and that's going to bolster that player base again and give us some good quality there, even though I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on the game, but it is awesome to see these titles come in. 
a lot of people in the chat are talking not a lot but a few are talking about lake gary you know that i like lake a lot. i loved I lake. lake yeah yeah unpacking that was another one that dropped unpacking. on game pass fantastic these, these wonderful little indies i'm telling you that is really the secret strength of game pass we, we we always talk about the big the bethesda titles the halos the forces and i get that those those are the glamour titles but i would say majority probably more than half of the value in game pass is just the breadth of of, of the, those undiscovered gems that you, you that you probably never would have played otherwise Mike, Wait. this is what I brought you on here, and I think I've made my case pretty well that this is the best single update because yours were all like, oh, a bunch of sports games. Like, if you don't like sports, you're screwed. You know what I mean? Like, I have there's breath here. There's there's different content here. You know what I mean? And that's why, Greg, I was going to look at you and tell you, Greg, I'm going to put this month's update, Snowbike Mike official stamp, as 1.5. It will go behind March, but this is 1.5 because when I look at it and you look at the bulk of this, these are some really solid games. A lot of fun to be had, and I think they hit it all. Single-player games, multiplayer games with your friends, new releases, day and dates right there. Perfect addition right here. This this, li- this literally happened to me recently. I had a, a friend of my wife's uh, got an Xbox Series S for Christmas, and they reached out to me via my wife because they, they knew that, I was in, that I'm involved in games, and they wanted to come to me, like, what, what Xbox game should I get? And I said, don't get anything. Just get Game Pass, and you're all mm-hmm. good. And they yeah. didn't know what Game Pass was, but like my wife sent her a link to it. It's like, you get hundreds of games for 10 bucks a month or whatever, and they're like, what, really? And they're all good. They didn't buy a single game. They just got a Game Pass subscription, and they're perfectly happy. It's a miracle. Michael, I thank you for coming in here. I thank you for, and again, it's so hard to compete against that Bethesda month, and I understand that because yeah, you could you could I would just play Bethesda games for like years probably based on that thing. So I get it. I thank you for this. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell people about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, right? They're gonna learn about the sponsors and stuff like that. After that, we do have some Halo stuff to talk about if you have time to hang out. I know that you got stuff. You got a stream coming up here with Nick Scarpino and Andy Cortez. If you want to hang out, great. If you don't, no big deal. It's totally your call. But ladies and gentlemen, I know you should be hanging out on patreon.com slash kind of funny games on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can ride in to be part of the show. You, of course, get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and most pertinent for right now. You can get the show ad free. But guess what? You're not watching on Patreon. So here, let's talk about our sponsors. Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station. You're probably fine, but... It could be a disaster. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it. Kind of funny been using it it's keeping our internet safe and i love that i love it so much i love how easy it is to use and i love that i just don't even need to worry about it secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash kind of funny and you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny what would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt well Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking only at your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate. One of my really good friends did exactly this, and it helped him out so much, just consolidating all of his debt into one place, allowed him to focus and just take care of it. And now he's debt free. Thanks to Upstart. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today. And when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny, that's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash kind of funny. There's so much going on right now, whether it's stuff you're excited about, like traveling, or stuff you'd rather avoid, like traffic. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, With Raycon's new everyday earbuds, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. Uh, One of my best friends, James Burke, he loves these things. He's always out there when he's running, when he's playing his baseball. He's a baseball coach, so he does a lot of those two things. And Raycon's new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound 
sound better than ever. They've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit. Plus, you get three new sound profiles, so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast like this one or some hip-hop or some rock or anything in between. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash kindoffunny to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. And we're back with breaking news. I've seen a lot of people in the chat going off about this, and I just got the press release for it. Uh, 505 Games, global publisher of the PC version of Hideo Kojima's genre-defying Death Stranding in partnership with Kojima Productions, unveiled today at CES 2022. It will publish the Death Stranding director's cut on PC, launching simultaneously on both the Epic Game Store and Steam in spring 2022, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Uh, Mike, I forgot. You Did you start Death Stranding yet? I know you got it. You were... You did all the Metal Gear stuff, and then you were like, I love Kojima now. Did you get into it? No. So I had my option uh, this holiday break. It was either Death Stranding or it came down to Metal Gear Solid Five. And Greg, I'm excited to tell you, I am deep in Metal Gear Solid You 5. made the I'm, right choice. I'm running what around Central game, Africa Mike. with quiet. I am folding out people. I'm having the best time, Greg. What Death Stranding game, is Mike. on the line. It is on right. the line. All right. Proud of you. Maybe do you, can do play yourself a favor, Mike. Though. Once you're done with Metal Gear Solid Five, do don't don't move on to Death Stranding. Don't do it to yourself. What? Gary. Gary. It's very different, but it's He's also cool. It's chill. It, like climb it, the mountains. It's weird. It's really Deliver weird. Your, it's very weird. No, the I controls agree. are great, but like, is the gameplay fun? No. I call it meditative. Remember, that's what I did. Right. So yeah, not fun, right? Everyone. He's not saying so, it's fun. And we that all seems know. like it's going from the opti- opposite side of the spectrum, Greg, mm-hmm. because Metal Gear Solid Five is like the best gameplay I've ever experienced, right? Mm-hmm. Like very, sure. very sure. good. I mean, like, it, I mean, like, you know, the the gameplay of Death Stranding is like you are a UPS man in like you know post apocalyptic America kind of thing. And if I that sounds fun, I could be that. I could do that. I, and I and I had a fun. I enjoyed that. I had a great winter break. Or what was that? Yeah, I had a great break during. I was playing it in Quebec, so whatever winter break leading up to review on that. And I find it quite meditative. But to the point, after I beat it and reviewed it, I was always like, I'm gonna go back and platinum it, and I never did. Like, I never even turned it back on. I was like, my experience was done because I was never like, you know what I feel like doing running around deliver packages <laughs> you know what I mean? it just didn't happen it didn't happen to me but i liked death stranding all right mike i think you should try it at the okay. very least all right uh back to the news i had written up earlier number two is a quick one but it gets us into a rock block of halo news halo infinite lead narrative designer has left 343 industries and gone to riot games we go to ign where joseph noop says in what might be one of the most amusing, quote, I got a new job posts ever. Halo Infinite lead narrative designer Eric Lind has announced that he's leaving 343 Industries and joining Riot Games. Lind announced uh, the news via his Twitter in a tongue-in-cheek video riffing on the next episode bookends of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I screwed up, right? Uh, uh, not even, 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 what are you nerds? How do you pronounce it? You know, you got e- it the first time. Evangelion, 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 even, Evan, even, Evan. Oh, I tell you what, Barrett Courtney's gonna bust through the wall now and talk about him. I gotta watch no, this. I think that's uh, a nickname. I think that's a MHA. Nickname. What's it? The Monster Hunter game. They're all superheroes, and you got ultra. I don't know. Uh, quote bittersweet news to report i'm departing 343 industries to pursue a new opportunity in 2022 lynn said in his subsequent tweets it was a terrifically difficult decision halo infinite will remain one of the proudest achievements of my career for the rest of my life i'm so grateful to have been a part of it i want to thank my dear colleagues at 343 for making the best game i've ever worked on our incredible voice cast for elevating our work in every single line delivery and our players for joining us on this wild ass journey you made 2021 an incredibly special year for me end quote Lind is joining uh, Riot Games Research and Development Division, uh, where the company workshops new game ideas. Riot recently released two new games last year, The Ruined King and Hextech Mayhem, and similarly revealed uh, future projects like Convergence and Song of Nunu. Uh, of course, people come and go all the time. We wish uh, uh, him well. Aaron, go get him. Good job. And Mike and Gary, you like the story of Halo Infinite, yes? I did. I look forward to us hosting a spoiler cast on kind of funny x cast but i mean congratulations very exciting stuff something cool to look back on and say man we really nailed that in snowbike mike's opinion but on the future side like riot games right we all turn an eye to riot games and what they're going to be cooking up in the future here they got a lot of cool projects on the way from a fighting game and more so i I am excited to see what they do over in that r&d department sounds kind of cool to hear gary similar vibes from you you enjoyed halo infinite story 
Yeah, and I don't think the uh, the 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 loss of the narrative designer ultimately is going to be that sure. big a deal. Not to kind of take anything away from the guy, but if you remember during Halo's uh, Infinite's development, at one point I think they lost a bunch of senior people, in, 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 including like the main like project lead, like the main guy, Master and had Chief to replace for a while. Had to replace him, and you know, look, the game turned out great. So <laughs> I, I I was at this point I'm kind of reluctant to try and read too much into the tea leaves of all oh, this person's left or is going here or whatever and you know wait and see what what happens but it's obviously a good get for riot games and i think it, it, it makes sense for them i know that they are they have been for a while and i think you're starting to see it come to fruition now with like arcane and some of the other efforts that they're doing trying to get more story forward in their games you know there's, there's sure. always been a lot of lore like league of legends has a ton of lore but it's not necessarily present in the game uh because you know it's not a story based game but i think that my sense is that both in terms of the efforts they're making outside of games with like the animation and stuff like that. And um, I think increasingly what you're going to see is more narrative um, uh, stuff built into the games going forward. And that's probably what this hire is about. Yeah, exactly. I, I tossed it in there because I like it as a wish you well. And I think, again, somebody leaving at the end of a project once it's shipped, not at all. Like you're saying, a sign of anything being wrong there. Uh, so, yeah, go see what he comes up with next. And good, good, good on you, Aaron. But. An interesting day for that news because number three, we have another IGN story from Jared Moore. There's a Halo Infinite mid-credit scene that has been data mined. So stick with me. This is basically a deleted scene from Halo Infinite that they think was supposed to go after the or in the middle of the credits, but it's not, but people found it. So it's a spoiler because it would confirm. I guess two people, but you know one of them would obviously live through the game if you haven't finished Halo Infinite. And then one other guy. But I don't think it's a, ma- a huge spoiler, right, Mike? You know about this. I would just say this. If you haven't played through the Halo Infinite campaign and you really don't want to be spoiled, take five minutes, go away for a second. But no, I don't think this is going to be groundbreaking at all, Greg. Okay, then we're going to jump into it in three, two, one. A deleted mid-credits cutscene for Halo Infinite has seemingly been unearthed by data miners, and fans are trying to work out what it could mean for the future of the story, parentheses, if anything. As shared on YouTube, GameCheat13 posted the cutscene, which was seemingly meant to play out after the end of the game's single-player campaign, but before the post-credits scene that made it into the final version. During the short clip, the cinematic shows pilot Fernando Esperanza uh, asleep at the helm of the Pelican before being swiftly awakened by an incoming signal. Upon hearing the call to action, a stunned-looking Fernando uh, calls in Master Chief to share the discovery. Chief, says the pilot, you're not going to believe this. Following the announcement, the incoming signal sounds the words UNSC tag detected. Designation, friend. Uh, We're never shown what it is they're looking at. It It currently isn't clear as to why the mid-credits scene would have been removed from the end of Halo Infinite. Despite the removal, it hasn't stopped fans theorizing who might have been at the other end of the allied UNSC vessel. Hopeful members of the community discussing theories in the video comments section raised a number of potential fan favorites uh, that they'd like to see back into the fold. Quote, I really want to see the Arbiter back in action again, said Marshmallow Games in the YouTube comments, while another theorized that the transmission could be originating from a pretty well-known Phoenix-class support vessel. Quote, imagine if it was imagine it was intended to be the spirit of fire, said Nathan Austin. I've been itching to see Red Team and Chief fight together. Other guesses include Spartans like James, uh, Jameson Locke uh, or even your own multiplayer character to be used in the delayed co-op campaign. Snow, Michael, Michael. You're a big Halo fan, obviously. You host the X-Cast. What was your read on this deleted scene? Uh, I, I'm very much with Marshmallow. I want to see RB back, the Arbiter. But uh, okay. no, I think this was a, a fun one. I, I don't know. I'm going to go full spoilers here on this one. But of course, when you end it right, your end credit scene is, uh, of course, us looking in upon Atriox, unleashing what we assume to be the Endlish upon the world. And we'll find out more about that. Those but, weird, those cards he puts in the thing. Correct. Right? Uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. And so I am very excited about the idea of like this mid credit scene. I know we did not get it, but I do love the idea of like us coming across a friendly unit. It, it is very reminiscent of the opening of Halo Infinite where the pilot wakes up to Chief and his tag, right? Beeping yeah. and awaking him. So it is cool to think about like who could that be right is it friendly is it arbiter and his team could it really be Locke? i don't think they would go with Locke. i also don't like the multiplayer person right that's not my biggest uh but get i didn't really care for reach and how i would just that character but i am interested to see what they could pull i think what we're most excited for is what the dlc is going to be right like what could this be and where do we go 
do we return back to Zeta Halo and what kind of stories they could tell. But I, I did get excited about this. Gary, do you have you seen this? Or you just woke up, so you haven't seen the scene. So you I have two questions for number one as a Halo fan. Does it do anything for you? Who do you think it is? But then number two, as a creative, as somebody who writes for video games, uh, has made movies, has done all these different crazy things. What what is your read on a deleted scene? Something they made and then thought it doesn't go there. Is it just that it didn't fit the pacing or, and I guess it would have to be not even putting your head in the three, four, three realm, but just as your own experience, what makes it deleted? Yeah. That, and that, that's the perspective that I come at it from, because as you say, from, from having worked on that side of things, there's a, for every idea that makes it to the screen, there's a hundred that don't. And some, you know, make it as far as the script page. Some make it as far as actually being shot and produced and they get cut in the edit but at the end of the day the reason why it's not on the screen is somebody decided that you know the movie or the game doesn't need it or they don't want to go in that direction they don't want to use that scene for whatever reason so for that reason the fact i just say there's a reason they deleted it and it could be that you know maybe oh let's save this for the dlc or whatever it could just the more likely is like we don't want to go in this direction we tried something we don't like it let's just let's, let's not use it i understand the fascination again on star wars we saw it all the time there's like every every version of you know, people would go through the Rogue One trailer and look at every little shot that wasn't in the movie and go, oh, what, is this? what, what did that mean? What, what, what was originally going to happen? And I understand the fascination of all, all the different alternative versions that could have happened, but they didn't happen. The version that happened is the one that you saw or the one that you played. And yeah, it's, it's interesting as a curiosity, but I, I don't read too much into it. There's, again, there's a reason they chose for you not to see it. And you know, I, I just go with that. It would be interesting when we look at it and we think about it, right? And you think about the end credit scene of Atriox and what he was doing. It would be kind of interesting to see Chief team up with an actual team, right? About three or four Spartans around him or some others to make the multiplayer feel a little more cohesive when you look around. And sure. that would be fun to go up against the, the Banished. I think that would be cool. The Endless, I should call him. But that would be fun. I think that would be cool to see something other than Oh, just one Spartan floating around by the lonesome. I think I'm hoping for something larger than that. Uh, believe it or not, still more Halo information and stuff, kind of. Number four, uh, Splitgate, a game we like and did a Let's Play a long time before it got huge. Uh, saw a PlayStation bump from Halo. This is Steve Watts over at GameSpot. The arena shooter Splitgate drew immediate comparisons to old school Halo multiplayer when it released in beta last summer. But while the release of Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer could have been an existential, existential threat for Splitgate, 1047 co-founder Ian Prolo uh, thinks it might have actually helped the game's popularity. Ian told the loadout that he was never worried about Halo eating into Splitgate sales, and in fact, Halo seems to have given Splitgate a nice boost on PlayStation. Ian said that the Splitgate player count on PlayStation has gone up since Halo Infinite launched in November, possibly suggesting that PlayStation owners went looking for a similar arena shooter experience. Quote, I'm actually glad Halo Infinite is out, he said. I honestly think that in the long run, Halo Infinite and Splitgate will help each other. I think that there's just so much noise and so many battle royales right now, and these two games are bringing people over to the arena shooter genre. You know, there's a lot of kids who have never played Halo, right? There's a lot of kids who have never played Quake or Unreal Tournament. They've never played this kind of game, and getting them exposure to that, I think, is just good for the genre as a whole, end quote. Splitgate was commonly described as Halo meets Portal with arena shooting mechanics that resemble the Halo series and the added twist of the ability to stick teleporting gates to certain walls. Those two elements combined, uh, at, combined add some strategic wrinkles like the ability to get a drop on a sniper across the map by simply opening a gate nearby. Mike, how much Splitgate did you play? I played a fair amount, a, a solid amount of Splitgate. Do you ever think about going back to it? No, per, uh, personally, no. I didn't like the quality. I think the the game itself is very, very good from gameplay and moment to moment. But when you look at the image quality and you look at compared to Halo, of course, you can see the big AAA budget compared to Splitgate. So that's why I don't really go back. I have my Halo fix now. But it is interesting to read that and see PlayStation fans looking for that. And I think that's something we've always talked about, Greg, on the first-person shooter side of the rise of the Battle Royale and maybe now yeah. the quiet of the Battle Royale. And now you get Halo to come out with a killer arena online suites that people wanted right call of duty vanguard wasn't that then you look at battlefield battlefield was its own beast and now halo really has brought back the arena shooter and people are excited about that and the cool thing about splitgate is when you talk about the gameplay the gameplay is solid and another big thing that we've talked and dinged halo on 
is the playlist, right? Splitgate has a number of different game modes you can play, unlike Halo Infinite at launch when we saw that. And so Splitgate has done a terrific job. I think those devs will tell you they were not ready for how big that blew sure. up and how fast it did. But it is cool to see that it still gets some love. And yeah, it's a fun game. It is very cool. Gary, what is your Halo Infinite multiplayer journey right now? Because I remember, I, you know, again, I've been on the bench. I've been listening to the X-Cast. I, I, I heard, you know, the whole build up to it. You were like, I'm not a multiplayer guy. I'm not a multiplayer guy. Then it dropped and you were having fun. And I saw you on Twitter posting some good stats. Yeah. Are you still getting in there? Are you still mixing it up? What clicked I was, I was, I was having a, I was having a ton of fun with it. And uh, let me say, I think the last time I checked my rank, I was like silver six, which is Ooh. the next notch up would, would take me into gold, which is not bad. I'd be, I'd be like a mid-ranked, mid-tier player. Uh, I'm never, I'm never going to be, you know, up there with the platinum and the Onyx players. And uh, but I did enjoy. I decided I needed. To, I didn't play it at all over the holidays. I needed to take a break from it because, as much as I'm compelled to play it, it makes me rage more than it brings me joy. Like usually at the sure. end of a Halo session, I'm like more annoyed and irritable and like jacked up than I am. Like, whoa, that was a great. Like, you know how like you feel like euphoric at the end of a good workout or at the end of like a really good gaming session, For sure. or like you feel really frustrated, like you've had a really like you 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 did your best, but like things just didn't fall your way and you're like you feel a bit ragey and snappy that's halo was doing more of that i'm gonna i'm gonna get back into it for sure but i need i needed to have a little circuit breaker because it wasn't doing good things for my mental state i want to bring in probably oliver who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says what's good greg and gary congratulations to both of you on your new humans splitgate developers ceo recently confirmed that the playstation player base increased after the release of halo which confirms there's definitely room in the market for more arena-based shooters do you think it's time PlayStation went all in on a first-person shooter of their own or that they should maybe even look to spend some marketing bucks on the Splitgate team? I'm a big fan of PlayStation, their first-party lineup, but from a distance, it all blends into one open-world third-person narrative mess. Will 2022 be the year PlayStation starts broadening their horizons a little? P.S. Send my condolences to Big Cav Dog for the Morbius delay. He must be devastated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kev, how are you doing with the Morbius delay? I know you're you're excited. Remember at the end of the trailer when he goes, Is Kevin really into kidding. Morbius? No, he hates Morbius. <laughs> he just wants it to stop, but they keep it and they keep drawing on his pain. Every time he goes to the movie theater, uh, he has to see a new I, I won't be participating like, in the in review. I'd like to make that clear to everyone. But it is it is technically part of the MCU, right? So don't you have to watch it to I mean, be fully up on your way, curriculum? In the same way that uh the original spider-man trilogy is oh, okay. you know and and like that is a more obviously a higher degree so no it, it, you don't you don't need to watch back it. to this uh, to probably oliver's question uh do you think it's time playstation went all in on a first person shooter of their own i say no i just mm. no they did that they did it and it was called kill zone and the hardcore playstation yeah. people cared and then other people didn't care and they pivoted to horizon and Horizon's a huge success i think playstation has the benefit of having these third-party relationships where you you the people are playing i know it's different but stick with me call of duty Warzone for their battle royale first person shooter they can play fortnite on it they can play splitgate on it so i think it makes more sense if they really wanted to to pivot and go okay we'll put marketing dollars behind this but i also just don't think playstation's worried and should they be i don't know but they're not worried about halo's impact in that really yeah i was gonna say it's probably not that big a deal but just as a talking point it is interesting that sony kind of seeded the ground on the first party first person shooter wars like microsoft's already always had halo from the very from the launch of the original xbox it's always yep. been our biggest title as a first person shooter this is where we're planning our flag and sony over the years has had kill zone events so calm and i guess now they're just not that bothered anymore about having a first person first party shooter well you think it's that thing right where they've you know they've won mind share you know and, and obviously playstation back and forth with uh, playstation 5 xbox right now because of supply constraints but they won with playstation 4 and so when you're the market leader you can rely on those third-party partnerships and even not even partnerships, just the third-party games that are coming to fill that void because this happens organically where it's like, okay, cool. I own a PlayStation like all these other millions of people and I can't play Halo, but I want something like Halo. What's like Halo? Resistance as well. What about all of these titles are basically gone? Sure. Yeah, no, Resistance and people call for it to come back all the time, but it's the same thing. It's just hard to move the needle on that. They didn't care. I think it makes way more sense for them to do maybe a second-party partnership, but again, it's not... As we talked about in this article, you know, uh, Ian's talking about, all right, <coughs> Splitgate and Halo are heralding kind of the return of arena shooters. They're not this big thing yet that you need to worry about. They're still trying to stoke that fire. If it got raging, then maybe you would, but Battle Royale raged so hard, and PlayStation was like, we'll just let uh, Fortnite carry the water. We have to worry about it. 
Mike, do you need, I, I know how much Mike, I know there's nothing you'd rather do Mike than go out right now, play an arena shooter and be talking into your dual sense right here. Talk I something. would love to play SOCOM with you, Greg, and just be yelling through the microphone with you is right. Uh, we got a no, bogey. You guys are so right. I mean, PlayStation has exactly what it needs. It has the killer titles that I want. And when I look at it, someone who plays on all consoles, I don't really need to go to it for my first person shooter, you know, games that I need, but it has all the partnerships that I want. It is interesting to look back on the lineage though of resistance, kill zone, so common. I think of those games like, man, I had a lot of fun about all of those games, but now Sancho say it, Greg. Nan uh, nanobiologist in the chat says you know what bring back mag with yeah. mag it's time for mag, mag. give me that well, massive action game let's go i think one that you could do that sancho west always yells at us about is the last of us factions right and that's sure, something where sure. you don't have to put a bunch into it this is just an add-on to a game that's already beloved and maybe it does hit on that right remember when yeah. tomb raider had a multiplayer too there's some odd ones over there Terrible. but no they have all the par partnerships that you I remember I, I used to I used to enjoy Uncharted multiplayer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fun stuff. Back man. in the day. Mike, that's the end of Halo stuff. I'm gonna do a CES Thanks, roundup guys. and then get out of here. Thank you for coming out and hanging out with us today. See you, Mike. See you guys. Uh, if you like Mike and you like Xbox and you like Gary and you like Paris, you should of course check out the Kind of Funny X Cast each and every Saturday morning. If you're on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can watch them record it live on Fridays and write in and get your name right and get the post show. <gasps> but maybe you just don't like us. Number five and final on the Rupert Report. CES is happening, and I have a few little ones to call out here real quick, all right? Kevin Lee at IGN reports, Sony's new OLEDs were made for the PS5. Finding a 4K TV to perfectly complement the latest consoles can still be a challenge with the hurdles of HDMI 2.1 and variable refresh rate support. But Sony's latest slate of TVs seem perfect for the Xbox Series X and especially the PS5. Uh, Sony promises all of its new 2022 TVs will support VRR right out of the box, meaning you'll be able to enjoy constantly smooth frame rates with either console. Sony recently put out a new update for its current and new TVs that allow the PS5 to detect which TV you're using and automatically adjust HDR settings. No more having to move finicky brightness and darkness sliders. I do hate that, but not enough to buy a new TV. Uh, you can, of course, go to IGN, read Kevin Lee's article. There's a whole much more stuff on that. So that's great over there where you can get into. Uh, Gary, how's your TV? I know you, I, last time I, I see you yell at people about burn-in all the time. Well, yeah, because I, as you know, I had a terrible, terrible experience with burn-in on my um, LG C7. I've got a CX now, and uh, I haven't had it for as long, but people people who know about this sort of thing assure me that they've since upgraded the technology so that burn-in's less of an issue. I still worry about it. I don't like leaving sure. anything on pause for too long. Anything that's got a logo in the corner of the screen, I worry it's going to burn in. I'd rather not have that worry at all. I think it's always going to be a little bit of a worry for OLED users in some shape. I, honestly, the experience I had was so, the burning on mine was so bad. LG replaced the panel for free, even though it was out of warranty. Like I sent them a picture and they were like, oh shit, we'll give you a nice. new panel. It was real bad. Um, so I, I've, you know, I haven't been literally burnt once really badly by that burn in. Uh, I'm always a little bit more gun shy about it. The one thing I would say in a more general sense is I, I, anytime that you see, oh, Sony's TV that's like PS5 certified or whatever you want to call it, I'm, I'm glad to see that because I think one of the biggest yeah. frustrations or one of the biggest areas of confusion right now uh, for, you know, kind of next gen gamers or whatever you want to call it is getting, is my, is, can my TV do the things that the console can do? So like 120 frames, 4K, different variations of HDR, Dolby Vision, variable refresh rate all of these things it's the console promises all those things but it's got to be plugged in with the appropriate cables and you know not hdmi 2.1 it's a mess no one really knows what it means anymore now 2.1a is coming out it's all very confusing it's a big mess right now it's not a simple thing to just go and get a tv that is going to get is going to allow your console to do all the things that it can do you've got to do a ton of research go down a rabbit hole it's very confusing i would very much like that to be cleared up it would be nice if tvs in the future shipped with just like a like a playstation or an xbox you know does you know oh, this, yeah. this, this, this series x certified or playstation 5 certified or whatever 120 frames vrr hd all the things I, that you need it to do it does all that, of that and that's the thing yeah like with this sony stuff i like that the tv knows which what to do it talks to the system like right that's always the best part when you turn these things on now and if they can do that they can just go and that's what i prefer that's what i'd like uh more stuff about ces nvidia has got new gpus i'm gonna read from taylor lyle's article over at ign following weeks of rumors and speculation nvidia announced during its ces 2022 live stream a new high-end gpu the rtx 3090 ti while the company did not provide information on pricing or release date the verge notes that the rtx 3090 ti will include 40 teraflops of gpu performance making it roughly a 
11% faster than the previous RTX 3090, which featured 36 uh, teraflops. Alongside the announcement of the RTX 3090 Ti, NVIDIA announced earlier in the stream a new entry-level GPU, the RTX 3050, which arrives on January 27th with a starting retail price of $269. Both GPUs joined the RTX 30 family as the 8th and 9th GPUs released since the NVIDIA debuted the series in 2020 with the release of the RTX 3080. Is I anyone even going to be able to buy this or are the, fucking, the crypto fuckheads going to snap them all up? Probably. I'm looking over in chat. They're talking about how it's already uh, sold out everywhere. So there you yep. go. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, though, AMD announced, and this is Taylor still at IGN, uh, AMD announced a 199 Radeon RX 6500 uh, XT GPU that'll be available later this month if that's your bag. Gary, I'm excited for everybody to get brand new GPUs so that games run better or look brighter or just process the graphic units mm -hmm. better. Yeah, but that's still so far away before they can get it. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today. Uh, you can show you PlayStation Plus games and PlayStation Now games. They're out today. Uh, and then on top of that, Fortnite 19.01 patch for January 4th is now live. And the update brings a new way to shield your squad, the end of the holiday Winterfest event, and the melting of the snow that's covered most of the map, dot, 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 revealing whatever may lie underneath. I believe this, I took this from IGN's blurb, so there you go. Kevin, you still playing Fortnite? Where are you at with Fortnite? Uh, I couldn't play the last two weeks because I was uh, out of town and really busy, yeah. but uh, I am very eager to go back. So I, yeah. I think sometime this week, me and Joey are jumping back in. I'm super stoked. Uh, new dates for you. I already got this one because it was breaking, but Death Stranding, Director's Cut, PC coming out this spring. Then, of course, we have uh, an NG, uh, info that, NVIDIA GeForce update. We've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games, including <gasps> the day before an open-world MMO survival game launching June 21st will be accelerated with NVIDIA DLSS and its detailed world will be greatly enhanced by ray tracing reflections, ambient inclusion, and NVIDIA RTX Global Illumination, which stimulate... No, simulate the performance of natural light sources in the game like the sun or moon as they indefinitely bounce across the play area last year nvidia brought dlss and latency reducing reflex tech to rainbow six siege on january 20th rainbow six extraction launches with those technologies nvidia has also brought their reflex tech to escape from tarkov coming soon in a new update players can level up their experience with the ai powered performance boost of nvidia dlss featuring the fastest frame rates and best responsiveness increasing their chances of survival then february 4th the long-awaited sequel arrives. Dying Light 2 Stay Human will be enhanced at launch with NVIDIA DLSS, Ray Traced Global Illumination, Ray Traced Reflections, and Ray Traced Shadows. Uh, this will be the definitive experience for everyone's favorite parkour zombie adventure. Gary, we ask people watching live, and watching later to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to support us to write in to be part of the show and of course to squad up this is where you give us your name username platform of choice and why you need help in a video game i read it here the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together today freddie luna needs help on his xbox uh you can find freddie at mumbles underscore fet that's mumbles underscore fet I just got a new Series X, and I'm looking to squad up with a variety of games, from shooters to racing, add me. Looking for more kind of funny games, friends to play with. Uh, keep up the good work, KFGD host. I will, mumbles underscore fet. I will. Gary, as I said earlier, and screwed it up kind of. We asked people watching live to go to, to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Uh, Ignacio Rojas keeps me honest and said, the pedestrian was shown off at PlayStation State of Plays, not Xbox. Uh, it just came out uh, on Xbox. It has been out for a year on PlayStation. Thank you, Ignacio. Uh, nanobiologist gets me the facts I was looking for. Splunky 2 released on September 15th, 2020. The Hades, and I'm sorry, Hades released for real on PC and Switch September 17th, 2020. That was the overshadowing I had been talking about. Nano also follows up to go Evan Evan Gellian. I kind of had it. I said Evan, right? Evan Gellian. I've it heard of Evan Gellian. So You've heard it that about, way? So. It's, a, it's about a boy named Evan Gellian. Uh, who goes on a big journey. I'm Evan. Evan Gellion. <laughs> I'm on an adventure to fight Titans? Big, big old robots. Big, big old, old robots. robots. Okay, Close, wow. It's original. Um... um Okay, Cheyenne says, uh, PlayStation has already partnered with Firewalk Studio for a multiplayer game, which is supposedly a first-person shooter. All right, good. 
And then Ignacio Rojas says, Sony does sell ready for PS5 TVs. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is winding down. Gary and I are going to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, record that post show. You can go there, be part of the show, get the show ad free, yada, yada, yada. However, if you wanted to, you can come back tomorrow. Blessing and Andy will be hosting the show. Thursday, it'll be me and Tim. Friday, it'll be me and Blessing. If you want to keep watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or catch what they're about to stream later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays, Mike, Nick, and Andy are about to take on Icarus Adventures Part One. Gary? I've enjoyed working with you again. I've missed you very much. As always, Greg. We fell straight back into the old routine. Let's go do a post-show, probably talk about what it's like to game with a kid. But until okay. next, for everybody else, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>